Hey everyone and welcome to Yolanda Yvette Speaks. It is me, Yolanda Yvette, motivational speaker, public speaking coach, author, and your podcast host. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to be on the show, or even if you have any speaking opportunities for me, go ahead and reach out to me at Speaks at gmail.com. You can also reach me at Facebook and Instagram at the same name. That is Y-O-L-A-N-D-A-Y-V-E-T-T-E-S-P-E-A-K-E. And also, y'all, my book is on Amazon. Go ahead and purchase it. It is called The Speak Up Book. You can go, um, this is where you'll learn the effective ways of public speaking and how to make a profit in doing so. So go ahead and do that. And so now that all that good stuff is out the way, y'all, I have another powerhouse for y'all, like always. Uh, So today I have on this show, we have Candace Woods. She is a mindset coach and has deemed herself the mindset architect. She helps service-based professionals design, plan, and develop a compelling vision that aligns with their core values. She also provides personal and professional training and development services where she trains on self-leadership and emotional intelligence. Y'all, this this one right here, we we're gonna have a whole conversation about getting out of your own way. Cause that's who Candace is. She's about getting out your own way. She's gonna tell us how to do it, why to do it, and, and where to do it, and all the other good stuff, right? So y'all, now let's welcome to Yolanda Event Speaks, Miss Candace Woods. Hey, hey, hey. What's <laughs> going on, Yolanda? <laughs> Hey girl, hey. So listen, I read your bio, and I lo- I love it. It's straight to the point. Bam, bam, bam. Right. So I want you to tell people who you are in your own words because it comes better sound from you than it does from me. So go ahead. Yeah, I deem myself the mindset architect, and that that um, that title I guess came for me a couple of years ago when I was able to transition from my day job to my dream job and, and to really what I believe is my calling um, to really just help service-based professionals. Um, I even say servant leaders to, to just mm. really and truly um, find themselves and to establish their vision uh, for their businesses in the marketplace. Um, but then also I think we have a obligation to ourselves to fulfill our purpose where no matter where we are and where no matter where we're planted. And so I want us to be able to have a sense of uh, purpose and fulfillment um, wherever we, um, well, where I believe God appoints us and assigns us to. And so that's what I help us do. I help others um, just be able to, to, to find um, um, their place um, in the marketplace and in life um, and then establish a vision to, to carry it out. I love it. I love it. And I, we about to Thank we you. about we about to jump into a lot, okay? But we just gonna go ahead and start with getting out your own way, okay? Because a lot uh-huh. of, a lot of people are in their own way, and it hinders them from doing a lot of things that they want to do, should be doing, about to do. Um, okay. So let's talk about getting out your own way. What is getting out your own way, and how do people get out their own way? Yeah. So Yolanda, I I believe that getting out of your own way. Um, is a it's a it's having a sense of self responsibility and accountability. Um, it's it's um, choosing to um, no longer be a victim, no mo- longer blame anybody else, um, or or make anybody else responsible for your life, your destiny, your choices, and and your your vision. And um, it's just just choosing to um, identify. 
uh, with your hangups and your barriers, what's holding you back, and then being intentional about eliminating those those barriers and hindrances from your life, um, and then taking action, just getting it done, and just pursuing um, your your purpose with with uh, intention and with excellence. So it sounds like it's one, two, three, like easy steps, whatever. But I feel like it's a process, though, of getting out your own way when you've probably been doing it for so long and maybe not even realizing that you've been in your own way the whole time. Because sometimes we have a tendency of blaming everybody else when really it might just be us uh, in our own way. So just talk about the process. Is it a process for you? Yeah, yeah, it it is a process. And um, I'm thankful because I actually took an opportunity uh, to create in my coaching services what I call my 3E framework. And that's actually the, the, the framework or the process that I take a lot of my clients through just so they can identify those barriers, those hindrances, what's holding them back. And a lot of times, like you said, it is, it's us, you know, because I, I truly believe that nobody can, can hold us back, that we, we can be our biggest hindrances um, we can be the main primary reason um, for why we're not where we want to be. And so um, through my 3E framework, which is um, evaluation, education, and execution. So evaluation for me is just a sense of self-awareness. It's being able to identify um, and doing some self-reflection, to be honest with myself, real with myself, and call myself my stuff out, right? So I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, like, um, this is what's holding me back. This, this is, this is what um, is keeping me stuck. This is what's keeping me back. You know, whether it's fear, whether it's you know fear of rejection, whether it is fear of what people have to say, it's good to be mindful and understand um, what it is that's that's keeping us stuck and it's keeping us back. So we got to do a lot of self reflection. And then my second one is education. A lot of times we already know what to do, but we just have to. Um, just take a moment to, to think about what's worked for me in the past, but then also be willing and open to learning something new about ourselves and then, you know, applying it from there. And then that's where the third E comes from, which is execution. And so execution is really about taking action. Once I identify what's holding me back, how do I redirect it? And then how do I begin to apply the new things, the new habits to my life? to make sure that I can live out um, my purpose and my destiny um, and, and even define success purposes. Ooh, okay. So what do you feel is like the number one reason, because I'm pretty sure you hear a lot of them, um, oh, yeah. That, yeah. that people are being held up. Like what's that, or is it reasons or is it excuses? What would you say it is? You know, um, it's a little bit of both. And, I, you know, I, I, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know what I'm saying? Because I do believe that sometimes we can get caught up into this victim mindset, you know, where we want to blame everybody for why we are where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to do. And I think sometimes becoming the victim and, and kind of playing that out, um, it, it becomes comfortable. Um, and it also gets us the attention that we oftentimes seek from from people, um, from other people. And so um, I'm one, and I mean, I, I just believe that, you know, I have to call that out when, when people are coaching with me because I think it's important for them to understand 
when they've gotten comfortable in their victim mindset. But then there are gen- generally and, and genuinely people out there who don't, who just don't get it. They don't see themselves. They don't see um, that they can be their their own hindrance. And so um, to, to get to um, the question, I do believe that there are a couple of areas where most people, and this is just from experience and coaching, most of my clients, um, the number one issue or struggle that they have, um, and it's a couple, but the main one is uh, procrastination. Mm. And that's what they think that it is, but it's really not procrastination because I believe that procrastination is really just a symptom of a larger issue, which is perfectionism. And so a lot of times we get caught up in this this mindset or this thought process that we have to be perfect, that we have to be, you know, on point all the time, that we have to perform, that we have to overperform. And I do believe um, that that happens with a lot of women, especially black women, where we get caught up into that perfectionist mindset and we always have to overdo or overperform. Um, and so I think that's that's pretty much the number one issue that many many of my clients come to me about. And it's even one that I've even had to work through myself. See, because I'm like, I used to say, uh, you know, I'm a procrastinator. I'm not going to say I used to say, because that's just, I mean, but I, and I get it. Like, it's, it's a mindset shift that needs to happen. But I was like, well, I don't know if the procrastination was because of perfectionism or if it was because, you know what, I'm just being lazy. Like, I mean, let, let truth be told. Like, come on. Yeah. But again, it goes back to Yolanda. What is the goals and dreams and visions that you have? You can't be lazy if you're trying to reach these certain things. So, mm-hmm. but then that that still goes back in turn of, like you said, with the perfectionism. But I'm like, was I procrastinating? No, I just wanted to watch this TV show. again i think it's a little bit of both and i think that it can it can it just depends on the season that you're in or the place that you're Mm. in um but the fact that you're able to be honest with yourself that you know it may be just be um uh you know uh i don't want to say bad habits but destructive habits you know Mm. that, that we put you know in place you know knowing that we have a bigger goal or an end goal um that we're trying to accomplish and we just have, you know, um, uh, you know, not so good habits that, that we engage in. And that's okay. But the fact that you recognize it and that you're aware of it means that you have the, the ability to change it. So, you know, and I think that's what it's all about. It's, it's getting unstuck, but then being able to be aware. You know, I think that's, that's the struggle. Most of us are not aware of how we hold ourselves back and that we need to get out of our own way. That it's not anybody else. Mm-hmm. That that is responsible for it, but we're responsible, you know, for for getting ourselves out of that place. See, I know some people who are like, I'm self aware, right? And but the stuff that they're self aware about aren't necessarily good traits, or you know, what I'm saying, and, uh-huh. and so it's just uh-huh. like, so now it's just, well, I'm self aware, I am who I am, and that's just and that's just what it is, and that's still. Is that a mindset shift that needs to happen with that too? Because now they're just like, well, I, I'm complacent. I'm okay. This is who I am. You know, love it, like it, leave it alone, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that can also, um, that can also, I guess it can it can have a lot to do with your sense of identity, though, too. Mm. Because I think a lot of people walk around with fake ID. 
Ooh. You know, we, we walk around with this um, identity and we say, oh, I know who I am. This is who I am. And, 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 and you can just accept it for, you know, and, and, and live with it. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of us give a version of ourselves um, in, in, in whatever room we walk in. You know, we just have a, we put on this facade, we put on this mask, and we have this sense of false identity that, and we give people our representatives all the time, whether it's in a dating situation or whether it's in a room with, with other women who, who are going up for the same, you know, position or job or whether it's, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, in business, you know, whatever the case may be, um, you just have to have a, a clear sense of self um, and, and learn and give yourself permission to be authentic and true to who that is. And even if that is, you know, uh, bad habits or bad attitude, um, you got to be willing to embrace the consequences that come with it. Ooh. Y'all heard Candace say it now. So we're going to talk about emotional intelligence um, Mm because you train on that as well. So tell people what emotional intelligence is. Yeah, so emotional intelligence is really about being, again, it's about being self-aware. Um, but it's having a, a sense of um, a sense of an, uh, the ability to effectively communicate and to effectively express your emotions um, in the, at, at the right time in, in the right place. You know, and it's like um, a, a sense of identity, um, being true to who you are but being clear and purposeful about being authentic um, and um, and taking ownership of your emotion. Um, again, I think that sometimes, like I said before, if you aren't clear about who you are and you have um, a, false, a sense of false identity, um, when you go into the workplace um, and you are engaged with other individuals, you can put on a mask and you can pretend to be who you are but if you are true with who you are and you have and you understand who you are, your emotions, your self-aware, then you're able to express yourself effectively and communicate effectively in your work environment or in, in um, as a leader or, or et cetera. So um, it's just being clear about self, having a clear sense of self um, and in control. Listen, effective communication is something that I use all the time when I talk to people because as a public Mm -hmm. speaking coach, I'm like, because communication, I I love to communicate, but effective communication is a whole different (laughs) thing, people. Effective communication because you can talk to yourself, you can talk yourself in a whole circle, and it's not effective, it's not doing anything, there's no outcome that comes from it um no one is listening hearing you they're not doing anything they just they shut you off long time ago a long time mm-hmm. ago um effective okay yeah if we could talk, girl, i could talk about effective communication like all day like it should be a class that should be taught and i should be teaching it okay yeah in, in college yeah. like college level course effective communication um yeah <laughs> So I feel like last year in the business world, the the word that was used most often was authentic. And I feel like this year in 2020, the word was intentional that kept coming up. Um, For some reason, I always feel like there's always buzzwords um, within the business realm. 
Um, and you ended yeah, up you ended up saying both of those in what you were talking about a little while ago about being authentic and being intentional. So do you mm-hmm. think um, they go hand in hand? Definitely. I do believe they go hand in hand because I do believe that sometimes you have to be intentional um, in order to be authentic. Mm. I mean, I think we all make choices um, about how we want to um, behave, you know, how we want to interact with people, how we want to be to show up in the marketplace, um, especially in business. You know, we make a choice uh, on how we're going to show up. But you have to make a decision to be intentional about being authentically you. You know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, even you and I, when we when we first met, one of the things that you identified was my strong uh, my strong southern accent. Right? Child, is this, this a thing? It's a thing. <laughs> and, and I think I shared with you, you know, for a while, I didn't like it. You know, I didn't like how I talked. I, you know, I was always kind of like on 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 this, you know, just kind of emotional and just insecure when it came to how I how I talked. And so, but I had to learn and and be intentional about embracing that this is just who I am. And to just learn to be genuinely and authentically me mm. and, and know and understand that when people in, interact with me, that if they are for me, they're going to look past any type of imperfection that I think that I have. And they're going to embrace who I am at my core. And so, um, yeah, I think they, 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 they definitely go handed. I feel like even when, when maybe it was like three years ago, or so I think another word that came up um, big in the in the business industry was accountability, which I feel like is going to be another one. I think that's going to make its way back around probably next year for some reason. I don't know. Um, I feel like accountability is really big, especially in being authentic yeah. and being intentional. I feel like all three of those go hand in hand um, because sometimes you just can't do everything on your own. You need that other person to help hold you accountable if it's hard for you to hold yourself accountable. Because sometimes it's hard. Um, Mm -hmm. So talk about accountability. Yeah, so um, I think, you know, one of the things that I mentioned in my my bio is that I I teach on self-leadership. Yeah. And self-leadership definitely um, is all about encompassing a sense of self and purpose. Um, and then being able to hold yourself accountable and being able to um, and being able to uh, be self-aware and, and to lead by example. And so accountability is big. Um, and like you said, you know, sometimes it can be a struggle to, to be able to hold yourself accountable. And so when you recognize that about yourself, when you're aware, again, self-awareness is key. It's one of the reasons why I go over that um, initially um, in, in coaching because that's that's just something you gotta you gotta be able to do you gotta be aware of, of what your hindrances are you gotta be aware of what your hangups are you gotta be aware of what your um, your habits are so that you can be able to redirect those things but accountability when you recognize that you have have you know uh, difficulty holding yourself accountable and that's when you have to be intentional about seeking someone else who can help hold you accountable, whether it's an accountability partner, whether it's the coach, whether it's somebody that you know will not be a yes person mm-hmm. and will call you out and say, hey, look, this is this is 
this is where you are, this is where you want to go, these are the steps that will get you there. And if you don't, if you, you know, continue to neglect being intentional about it and being deliberate, then then this is not going to happen. So we all need somebody um, to, to be able to hold us accountable, especially when we have struggled with being able to. Ooh. What do you tell the person who feels like they don't know their purpose or they don't know their purpose or they feel like they don't have a purpose? Yeah. So I get that a lot as well. Um, and one of, uh, one of the things, and I, I don't, you know, I didn't mention this in my bio, but I have a background in family and children services. And one of my first jobs was being um, assigned to work with um, a single parent who were uh, at risk of losing their children to foster care. And some of the, the things, which is really where I got a lot of my skill set in being able to coach and, and help others to, to redirect um, their their mindset and their thinking about themselves. Um, but one those, that was one of the things that um, I had to teach a lot of times was that we all have a sense of purpose. Um, some people connected with their spirituality or religion um, other people just need a sense of uh, feeling like they belong to something, like they they had that there was a, a meaning behind why they were born and a, a meaning behind why they're still giving life. And so, um, one of the things that I do is I help my clients, and even back then, I help them to understand that you are given when you're given life, then that means you have a purpose. That means that they. Uh-oh, y'all. I don't know what happened, but I can't. We can't hear you, Candace. Still, she's still working on it. Yeah, I know technology. Sometimes it works for us. Sometimes it don't. We just gonna, we gonna wait and see. We're gonna be patient. Because, you know, sometimes it's an internet connection. Sometimes it's a, um, something try to reconnect. Sometimes it's a, a AirPod or something like that that went out. Well, shoot, y'all, we done... <laughs> We done lost her all together. So what we're going to do is um, I'm going to figure out what went on and we'll be right back. Hey, y'all. We back, y'all. Uh, we got we got Candace Woods. We done, we done fixed the technical issues. Uh, this, this is live. This is what it is. This is what, it, what happens. This is what we do. Um, it is what it is. So go ahead. Go ahead, Candace. Uh, we, oh, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about purpose, right? Yeah, we were talking. We were talking about whatever you was talking about. We was talking. <laughs> to know that and you help them navigate through that? Yeah, 
as the, I do. I okay. do. Yeah, I help them navigate through that again. Um, um, the 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 info that I just shared with you about purpose, um, I, I use the acronym SHAPE. It's not mine, it's not original, but I, I, <laughs> I put that acronym SHAPE and I, um, and I use that to help others identify their purpose. And part of that is, like I said, your skill set, um, things that you, that you um, have practiced and learned to do and learned to do well. Um, and then, you know, um, and then also I believe that we have spiritual gifts, you know, those spiritual gifts, um, th- those gifts, those abilities um, that, that are in innate, those things that we're born to do, um, you know, things that we're passionate about that our heart, you know, really and truly um, loves to do and that, that we love to, to get up and do and, and get up in the morning to, to pursue um, our abilities. Um, your personality, that's really big because a lot of times, you know, we have to be willing to do things that fit our personality, you know, like um, there are many of us who are struggling, who are naturally extroverts, mm-hmm. who are struggling in 2020 uh, because you can't get out, you can't do much. Um, but the introvert like myself, it's not that big of an issue because I'm used to being <laughs> in all the time anyway, it's, for, it was, it's a preference of mine, so um, I'm able to do what I love and say it stay the house and do it and then um like i said the biggest part for me is your experiences because i do believe that most times we start to um look at our experiences in life those mistakes and we get hung up on them and think that it disqualifies us from being able to teach others what to do or what not to do but i believe that our experiences are probably one of the best greatest teachers um in our lives that that Mm -hmm. helps us to identify you know what, this is what I don't need to do, but at the same time, um, learn how to create systems that we can teach others to avoid those same mistakes. You know what, and people don't like to, to teach others um, from their mistakes. They're like, well, well, I, I did it, you do it too. Yeah, yeah, but, but we, when you are, as I stated before, when you're called to the marketplace, when you're called to serve others, you can't have that mindset. You can't have um, that mindset, well, you know, oh, I had to learn the hard way, so you got to do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had, if, if we all handled it that way, we wouldn't make any money. Right. How do we get we people? Out, how do we get people out of that that mindset of, well, what I have is what I have. You got to figure it out on your own, or I'm not willing to share what I know or who I have or network in the proper way or anything like that. Like, how do we get people out of that mindset?
other people overcome, then there is more than enough people out there for me to be able to help, and then you and you and you. There's nothing under the sun that's new in the marketplace. Everybody, everybody, we're all talking about the same thing, particularly as speakers, coaches, consultants, authors, we're all talking about the same thing, but what sets us apart is our individual story, mm. and that's where that experience part comes in. It, you know, what, like, your experience may, is going to be different from my experience, and how I teach um, my process may be very different as well, but I, I do believe we're all assigned to certain people, and so... That means that I don't have to be worried about what the next person is doing, um, that God has, is intentionally assigning people who need exactly what I have. Absolutely. I'm with you. I get it. Because I've, yeah. I've, I've ran into those people who are like, no, what I have is for me, is for me, and that's it. And I'm not sharing anything. I'm not teaching. Like, they just holding on to it so tightly. And I'm like, all right, this is where not, was not where I need to be at all. Yeah. At all. So you ain't got to worry about me. Um, so let's talk about, uh, in your bio, you said, um, you develop a compelling vision that aligns with their core values. Talk about core values. Yeah. Okay. So it goes back again. I think that's just core, there's just central things, uh, things. And I'm, I'm kind of realizing it now, uh, just to this interview. It's like, oh, wow. I talk about a lot of the same stuff all the time, but, um, a sense of uh, identity. Right, and so we talked about having, you know, us having a, a false identity. But when you have a sense of who you are and and an identity and purpose, um, then a lot of times that that stems from your core. Right? Again, I love acronyms, and so I broke down your core. How do you how do you know what your core is and what makes you who you who you are? So I talk about your childhood experiences. Right. And so, or your childhood, like how you grew up, the, the, the area you grew up, like I'm a Southern girl, I'm a country girl. And so that, that is, that's, that's a, um, that's part of my core. It's part of who I am. And so if you were, if you grew up in, in urban areas and the city and you're a city girl or a girl, whatever the case may be, your childhood has a lot to do with, um, who you are and how you see the world. Um, Oh, it's observation. Like, how do you see what's in your environment growing up? Did you grow up in a two-parent household where you saw two loving parents? Or did you grow up in a single-parent household where your mother or your father struggled, right? So how you how you observed life in your environment has a great deal to do with who you are at your core. Um, then relationships, you know, the relationships that, that you have growing up, mm-hmm. um, whether you had a good relationship with your parents, um, or a not so good relationship with your parents, or didn't know who your parents were, that has a lot to do with, again, how you see the world. And then, of course, your experiences. There goes that E again, your experiences, your childhood experiences. A lot of my clients, believe it or not, they come to me and they say, you know what, Candace, I went through sexual abuse when I grew up, or I witnessed my parents in domestic violence, or um, I went through... Um, being bullied or I went through feeling like I wasn't enough or or even now I went through a divorce right and so a lot of times those experiences shape who you are and if you're not careful you can begin to um, determine a false narrative to yourself Mm. about who you are based on your experiences 
So one of the things I want to help my clients do is to, is to be able to, um, is to be able to um, kind of redirect those narratives um, and to really and truly embrace their their true selves at their core. You know, we we are who we tell ourselves who we are. Mm. You know, and so we do not have to. Um, we don't have to buy into or subscribe to a false narrative or what somebody else says that we are. You can choose to change that narrative for yourself. Wow. I'm I'm here for it all. Cause that was that yeah. was good. That was good. Cause and you keep bringing up I'm not in a bad way. Experience, experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. so that I feel like that this it's important. It's important. Yeah. So yeah, you keep bringing it up, but it's important um, yeah. to your to your makeup of who you are and how you and how you move, um, yeah. and and how you're gonna teach the next person or your interaction with the next person is how you grew up. What were your experiences? What do you experience now? How do you handle those experiences or how did you handle those experiences? It's all part of your makeup. It really is. It really is. It's all a part of your makeup. Yeah. Yeah. So Candace, I want you to tell people, uh, how they can get in contact with you. Um, if you have anything coming up, everything go ahead i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk i'm gonna let you talk i'm gonna be quiet go ahead good deal good deal well first of all again yolanda i appreciate you for giving me this opportunity just to share a little bit about what i do um um as a mindset coach and um as a a person who really and truly just loves to serve others and to help to develop others to use their their pain for purpose um, as well. And so, uh, let's see, people can reach me, um, on my website at CandiceBWoods.com. Um, you can also reach me on Instagram and Facebook, um, at CandiceBWoods Consulting. Um, and then what do I have coming up? Oh yeah, I have, um, which I'm really, really excited about. I have a self-publishing group coaching program. It's called the Book Inside of You Writer's Lab. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, open enrollment um, starts for that in January. Um, but well, actually, it's open now. It ends in January, um, late January. But yeah, that's my group coaching program. Um, I'm excited about where I help, um, again, service leaders, uh, coaches, consultants, authors, um, who want to use a book um, in their platforms as a tool or a vessel to reach others um, and to, to attract them to um, their businesses or their ministries. Um, I help them to self-publish that book in six months or less. Um, and I'm excited. I just had a class to graduate um, on December 5th. They're excited about it. All of them self-published their book. They wrote it. Um, and then I have other resources that help them to actually ensure that that book was um, produced with excellence. So like um, uh, edit, editing re, uh, resources or freelancers, um, those um, graphic designers to help them with their um, their book cover, things of that nature. So I really just wanted to make a, um, a system or a process uh, easy for people who wanted to write books wanted to self-publish their book, um, who don't have the investment to actually work with the publisher uh, right offhand because 
because that can be expensive. Mm-hmm. It, it can be um, self-publishing um, is definitely the way to go uh, when you're when you're on a budget. <laughs> so um, that's what I have coming up, and I'm super excited about it. Y'all better listen. Y'all better get on with Candace if y'all want to get that book published and you want to do it yourself. Yes. Because once you learn the art or whatever of self-publishing, you can keep on doing it. You can keep yes. you can you can keep doing it yourself. Uh, yes. without having to pay um, the publishing, you know, somebody to publish it for you until you get to that point where you're like, you know what, I don't feel like going through the whole process. I'm just going to pay somebody else to do it, whatever. But listen, self-publish and yeah. save yourself some money. Hello. Save yourself some money. And this is the other thing, Yolanda, that, that um, I've learned. Um, a lot of people were getting with publishing companies and they still had to do majority of the work. They still had to learn how to market themselves. Yep. They still had to promote their books. They still yep. had to get on, you know, establish these platforms. Me. And so I help, <laughs> I help my clients just get it done the first time around. You establish a vision for your book. You establish a, a uh, marketing plan for your book. And then you, if you decide that you want to be um, go the publishing route, you can already have those things in place, and you're able to control what happens with your book. Come on now, that that's a that's a thing that I don't think people understand the value in that alone is that you're getting all of this because you're right. You'll be like, hey, I'm I'm working with some publishers and they're like, okay, well, we just published your book. Here you go. Now the rest of us on you. So <laughs> like, so and that's and that's yep. it. So now you're just like, okay, now I have this book. What do I do with it? How do I market it? Who do I market it? To? Like you're just so you're lost. But you got a book though. So, yeah, you got the book. You got yeah, a book. A lot of times, what ends up happening is they have books out of these, you know, bookstores, but nobody knows that it's there, you know, unless they just happen to run across it. And so, um, what I've been able to do, and what I'm, I'm truly excited about and blessed about, I just got a report from um, the five ladies who were in my coaching program. They've already sold roughly a group um, um, income of five thousand, over five thousand. And their books weren't even released yet. This was just in pre-order. Wow. So, um, so that's that's exciting. And so I help my clients, which you know, I you know, I, it's really a God thing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because uh, because it was like you know, I'm, I I give them strategies, they apply it, and they were already able to to bring in income, and they had, um, you know, each of them almost had a thousand dollars in revenue, um, just before their books got into their hands. So that that's what that's what I teach in that program. That's listen, I'm here for it. Candace <laughs> Candace, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time out to talk to us today. I would love for you to leave the listeners with a tip, whatever's on your heart, your mind, your soul, the first thing that comes to your mind. right now to recognize that their life has purpose to know and understand that um, that if your life didn't have purpose you wouldn't be here right now that there is a greater purpose for you um, um, and one of the things that I've learned over over time is that your story may not be um, maybe about you but it's not for you and so um, we, we are now, again that's not my shout out to Dr. Cheryl Wood but <laughs> But I embrace that and I carry that with me. And I remember that even no matter what I'm going through in my life, 
Y'all heard it from Candace. Y'all know it. Your life has purpose. Um, even if you may not see it today, trust and believe your yeah. life has purpose. Your story may not be for you. It may be for somebody else. So don't be afraid to share your story. Um, yeah. And uh, listen, I am, I'm here for it all. Uh, y'all, thank y'all. This has been another episode of Yolanda Events Speaks. Y'all know I love you all dearly. And I will talk to you guys next time.